This is Amy Sachanko, and you're listening to Apple Talks, a podcast that brings stories in Apple Magazine to life to help you and your family live healthier and happier lives. Today, you'll hear from Joanne Baxter. She works with childcare, early childhood, and school programs across Alberta to implement the Alberta Early Learning Curriculum Framework. She was also an Associate Professor of Child Studies and Social Work and Early Learning and Child Care at Mount Royal University. She's speaking to a group of teachers at the Calgary Teachers Convention in 2016. Baxter tells the story of Wayne Gretzky, arguably one of Canada's greatest hockey heroes. She recalls when he was asked in an interview how he would fare if he were a hockey player today. He said um, that hockey has really changed from when he was playing. So he said when he grew up, he went to school all day and then all the kids got onto the pond at night and they played around and they they just um, uh, creatively played hockey in the outdoor hockey rinks, you know, he's famous for that, um, in the evening hours. And he said now, Children go to school for a half a day and then the other half a day they're in hockey camps or structured hockey learning um, places where they learn drills and they learn um, all the fundamentals of hockey. He said hockey players have lost their imagination and their creativity. And when I heard him say that, I went, well, I don't know, I think that's a stretch. (laughs) But underlying that was that we can teach children all the skills and we can teach children all the fundamentals and they will be excellent hockey players and we can see that hockey or academics or whatever area it is but the other part of that is that creativity and that imagination and that exploration and that discovery that children get through something that we call play um, or those other uh, modalities of learning that some of us are fortunate enough to be able to bring into our teaching Um, but how do we think of the ways that we can bring it into our teaching more so that children have more and more opportunities to use them as part of learning and as part of their daily life. From the moment a child is born, Baxter says kids need two things, relationships and experiences. They form the foundation for all development, including literacy and language. And surprisingly, singing, playing, reading, and talking are some of the fundamental ways kids learn to understand and express themselves. I have been doing this for a long time and it's been really interesting that what we have known about young children and what we have always thought young children need um, has really been um, proven by all the neuroscience and and all the evidence that's coming forward. Um, And that was really an amazing experience for people who had been in early learning for a long time. I do find it curious, and it's come up again uh, today, but in most parts of the world, in fact, in all parts of the world, except maybe Scandinavia, um, most of the resources are not put where they're most needed. We know that development happens zero to five, yet education starts at five or six. Um, And it's those early years that are so, so important. I think the first thing that we've learned from uh, the brain science is that children 
Children need two things. They need relationships and they need experiences. And so in talking about relationships, that's from the moment that a child is born. Um, and for you who have children or who have been around young children, you know that even with babies, uh, that serve and return or that relationship. So the moment that that while the baby's crying um, or the baby's starting to make sounds um, and the interaction that happened between the adult and the child. We know that that's the foundation of language development. We know that's the foundation um, of all development. Babies are born knowing how to communicate from a cry to a shriek to a gurgle. And as kids grow and develop, Baxter says they learn to communicate in more and more complex ways. When we talk about language uh, development, language development really unfolds. Um, and there's been uh, lots and lots of research that's looked at language development in, in one uh, culture or across all cultures. And uh, the unfolding process um, is very similar between, between all of them. If you if you, um, so there are two parts. There's the understanding part and there's the production part. And if you look at development on its own, um, they progress in similar um, kinds of ways. Um, we tend to focus what we know about young children or what we're teaching young children on the expression of language, but the understanding is just as important um, as well. Um, Babies come into the world ready and able to communicate. Um, and when you bring your baby home, you know that. Um, babies cry. <laughs> babies use their bodies um, in lots of ways to communicate their messages um, to the world. And over time, that becomes more and more differentiated in crying um, and in the sounds that children make and those sounds eventually become language. So what's important for children, what's important for babies and toddlers is that they have language in their environments um, that they listen to and people that they interact with. Um, Bruce Perry, and you're probably familiar with some of the work that Dr. Bruce Perry has done, has talked about um, how important it is to have people. The children do not respond to, will not learn language, and in fact will be confused by language if it's just coming from a non-responsive thing like a television set or a computer screen, because they're not responsive. Children need to be able to interact um, and have that process. So from the moment that children come home, in all of the environments that they're in, children need to hear language and they need to interact with people um, around language. And that's really how language uh, develops um, over, over time. Um, the book expands, it becomes more um, uh, complex in terms of how children use language um, as they have those experiences in their world. The key thing about this, um, and we'll see this for literacy development as well, is that it really happens in a social context. There's no other way to teach children language. Um, they have to be with people, they have to hear people, they have to understand people, um, and then they have to produce language as well. Um, so those experiences are just so uh, important for children. That links really clearly to what we in early learning um, have always believed is that play is fundamental um, to growth and development in all areas. Children need to learn learn through experience, learn through doing. So um, talking to people, interacting with people, exploring their world um, and, and uh, building on it. 
the importance of the importance of play, um, the importance of children being able to explore and discover. Um, and we know, and we've always known this about play, play is pleasurable, children will carry it on. How do we use play um, as a vehicle for that learning? How do we use play in meaningful ways um, for children to build and develop the skills that they need to develop? That in itself um, is a skill um, and something that we all uh, work towards doing. Literacy, Baxter says, is inherently social. Kids learn to read and write by learning to express themselves and interact with others. And parents, teachers, and caring adults play an important role in helping kids to develop these skills. Apply this to the world of literacy, um, again, and probably in the worlds that you're in, and, and for people who have been around for a while, you know there have been lots of different approaches to how we teach children how to learn, um, and around literacy. Um, and again, brain science tells us this, um, and lots of the new science that we have, that literacy, in all its way, in all its forms, and all its way, shape, and forms, um, develops in a social context and it is very social in nature. So many of our approaches and over um, history, you know, we have had the models where we teach the skills. Um, so we teach the skills and once the child learns the skills, then it will just happen from there. Um, and there are lots of those kinds of approaches in place. Um, but we know that reading and writing occurs in a social context. It, so, it serves a social purpose, and literacy um, needs to happen in that social context. Um, so having children um, deal with um, different kinds of literacies, different ways of expressing themselves, um, different uh, ways of understanding and taking in information from the different sources of information that exist um, in the world today. So all communication, um, all literacy, all literacy development is really multimodal. Um, and Regio programs have talked about the hundred languages of children. Um, and, and we talk about all of those different ways that children pick up information from their world from when they're really, really tiny. Not just the words that we use, not just the written words, but the expressions and the, um, the gestures and the, the uh, signs or the, the um, hand signs that go along with it. It's absolutely everything. Um, all the listening, all the speaking, all the opportunities that, that the child has to do that in every um, uh, aspect of their life. And how, then how children learn about those symbols and put those symbols into something that's meaningful that we call um, reading and writing and, and even beyond. I think that for the most part, uh, like many of the students that, that I teach or, or people that I work with, Fundamentally, we know this. We know this about children. We know what children need. Um, we have a whole backing of science and, um, and documentation uh, where we have evidence of that. And how do we put that into practice with the children that we're working with? Now, fortunately, some of you are working with younger children where this gets put in place. Um, many of you are working with children where um, um, lots has happened before you've even seen them. But I think if we can keep that image of our child 
uh, of the child. And if we can keep um, what's important in terms of providing children with relationships, and that's just with one person, um, that's a mighty role that we carry, or you as teachers um, carry, that you might be that one person in that child's life. Um, how, how important and empowering that can be um, for you uh, as a teacher. Um, relationships and about that exploration and giving children as many opportunities to explore and to learn um, uh, as possible and how important that is in their development. I'm Amy Sachenko, and you've been listening to Apple Talks. For more information, visit www.applemag.ca.